The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today's guest is Nicole Popovics, and she's an EVP and Managing Director with TSCG. Nicole, are you there? I am, John. Thank you. So great to have you here with us today. Nicole, uh, you've been in the industry a long time, have a lot of great perspective. Uh, Curious today, what are your thoughts on today's current real estate market? So, John, I'd love to say everything is peachy and uh, rose-colored, and um, I will say there are a lot of positive signs in our business with retailers still expanding uh, and wanting to come into multiple markets, especially within the Southeast. However, we do have some headwinds, and I think everybody will tell you there is a lack of space in the marketplace, a lack of development, all of these things that we've been discussing. So I think there are some question marks as we're going forward um, that we're going to have to address. So interesting times. So like the, those two big things you said, they're uh, generally positive. You said retailers are expanding and looking for space and there's a lack of space, you know, through the uh, sort of faux retail apocalypse that both you and I survived that kind of never happened. Um, and then COVID, but all that scare probably limited construction and new development. So now we've got more tenants than we have space, and that's probably driving up rental rates and things like that. Is that is that accurate? Yes, that's fair. And, you know, for the past probably 12 months and as we go forward, we're having to get creative on where to find space or how to find space um, and maybe looking at assets that we haven't looked at in the past um, but the pricing is definitely becoming a – it has been an issue and continues to be a real issue as it's going up, up, and up. Um, and we're still having some issues with pricing from the construction standpoint. Um, permitting has continued to be an issue in a lot of markets. Um, so all of those things combined, you, you wonder, is this, this pace of this, these tenants growing? It, will it continue or where does the shoe drop? Yeah. What's it sustainable? You know, Nicole, I'm doing development and buying and the stuff I'm buying, we're doing some redevelopments on. And, um, you know, my biggest issue is interest rates, you know, on the, on the debt side, but we're still seeing some deals out there that are inexpensive and then that can give us some plays. Um, but you know, there has to be creativity to the deals to your point. Cause, uh, even though when the properties there is space and it's, you know, the price, right you are right that there's still construction costs and permitting issues that that are out there as well. Definitely. And I also think we're seeing with those things in, you know, your A and B uh, corners, we're also seeing a lot of these retailers look at, you know, what type of format. So going to a smaller format store, looking in a tertiary market that they may not have focused on in the past. And we do continue to see that being a positive pattern uh, for our tenants that are expanding right now. Do you have any other insight on what you think? Uh, well, I may even say this way. Uh, what retailers are out there doing deals that you're like, man, that's the one that's doing the creative stuff that I think is uh, ahead of the game and doing things right. Do you have any specific retailers you want to highlight? I don't know if I would say specific, but I would say from a category standpoint, uh, we the out parcel users are 
seem to be the most active with finding uh, you know, some land and maybe taking a little bit smaller piece of land and doing a smaller prototype on that. But the QSRs, the, um, the automotive repair, um, we're still seeing some medtail. All of those are, are really been winners for us. And we continue, we continue to see their pipelines building for 24 as well. So let me ask a, a similar question a different way. What retailers out there that you just hate? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, to do, do try to give me some specific, like, I mean, to me, it's like, I can go first only and the obvious one is Publix. You know, they obviously still doing deals and they, they always seem to kind of like pivot properly to the market, right? Like, I always love, I love national and regional and mom and pop tenants that seem to like connect well to who their consumer is, right? Is there any other ones you just think of an example that like, man, they're, they're really, they're doing it. The ones that I find that are most connecting, um, I really think the interesting category that I would say some specific users that are focused on their clients are in the coffee sector. Um, so you see the Dutch Bros, the Seven Brews. Uh, there's some local groups here, like one called White Duck. And they really understand who their customer is and the time that their customer is there and what it takes. You know, they're dancing in the drive-through to kind of keep the, um, keep the consumer engaged. And they have cool caffeinated drinks. So it's not just a 6 a.m. to 10 a.m consumer it's now a you know two in the afternoon and they close at 7 p.m because i don't know many people that can drink caffeine after 7 p.m and be okay sleeping but it's been really cool to kind of see you know what was just coffee now turn into cool brands that are uh, able to reach that gen z millennial customer in a deep way. And, you know, we're seeing massive expansion from these guys. I think, you know, hundreds of stores that they're committing to a year and, and all of from, you know, from the Dutch bros to the seven Bruce to even Starbucks. still. I like that. I, um, we're going to take a break in just a couple minutes, but I want to, let me throw one at you as an example. I think century is Fazoli's, you know, they've been making a comeback. And <laughs> what I like about them is like, you know, it's, it's good Italian food. That's cheap, right? You can feed a family of four inexpensively in today's market. There's value to that. The one that's opened up uh, close to my house, they're doing all this stuff with social media and they're sponsoring local stuff and they have live music. Like they're getting like a local artist with a, you know, Mike, Mike's a musician. He's giving me the big thumbs up. He's now the biggest facilities fan ever. Um, but I'm like, here's a, you know, fast food place, a lot of drive through stuff. And they've got a, a gal playing the guitar in the corner and uh, adding that aspect. And And I heard the other day that like, you know, they're now going to start doing, you know, um, more and more carry out and then obviously doing delivery and so they're hitting it from every angle. I guess it's like if you have the introvert that just wants to come in out or not even come in, you have that. But if you have someone that wants to hang out, they're trying to make sure that's happening too. Is is that a good example of what you're talking about? Absolutely. And I think it goes to we've all used the buzzword experiential, but it is creating more of an experience for the customer uh, that you know, will keep them there, right? Dwell time is very important in our business. So it will keep them there. They'll spend more money than maybe go do other things while, you know, while they're there. So I think it is very important. It's funny you bring up brands that are, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but brands that are coming back. I just read some articles about steak and ale from, you know, years ago coming back. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what else makes a comeback in 24. 
you know, I'm, I'm still counting on Blockbuster. I'm still, so them and Sears, they're going to come back in tandem. <laughs> in tandem, they're going to make it happen, you know? But I mean, look, you know, I say those names, people know them, right? Like, so you think like there's some Agreed. value to that. And, you know, I know that when I would mention Fazoli's, like nine out of 10 times, people would say, man, I miss those breadsticks, right? And so the breadsticks are back. And right. honestly, I always thought Steak and Ale did a good job with milkshakes and French fries, you know? So, you know, maybe it's a better operator. Maybe there, maybe some past sins could be forgiven and, you know, they can, they can make it work, you know, and, and, and there's something you said for nostalgia, right? I, I, I joke about the TV show Stranger Things, which was genius because it focused on teenagers, but it also had a lot of nostalgia for parents of teenagers that so you could watch it together, right? So maybe there's happening as well. Exactly. Um, Nicole, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and I, I, you know, I've always looked at you as just one of our best industry representatives and leaders. And so I want to probe a little bit, get your advice for young leaders. So if you hang around, we'll, we'll talk to you about more of that, if that's okay. This is John Crossman, and I work with a lot of vendors in the commercial real estate industry. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite ones ever is my friends over at Construction Unlimited, Florida's premier roofing company, and they bridge the craftsmanship with the pinnacle of innovation. They're just one of the best groups because of the trust, the expertise, the quality, and my favorite part, they're really committed to the community. When you're thinking about roofing construction needs, keep Construction Unlimited at the top of your list. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, Justice and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. Once again, here's John Crossman. All right, we are back. And Nicole, uh, talk to me about the traits of leaders uh, that you admire. You know, we have a lot of listeners uh, to the show that are college students or young professionals, and you know they want to become the next Nicole, right? So um, you have this place where you're you are a leader, and you're dealing with lots of CEOs, other companies. What are the traits and characteristics of the great ones that you think young people need to um, ingrain in themselves so they can become great leaders? What does that look like for you? Sure. This is one that I reflect on pretty regularly um, as I want to become a better leader in our industry. And, you know, I think you've got to be 100% honest all the time. And I know that sounds so simple, but a lot of times you're faced with, issues where it may be easier to say something different that isn't 100% honest, but you will never be able to sleep at night if you go that route. So honesty is a big one for me, as well as being a doer. I will never ask somebody to do something that I would never do myself. And being a doer and being a volunteer and putting your hand up um, to participate are always I think good traits to lead you to become a leader or guide you to become a leader. And it's as a young student and then young in this business, 
you know, making sure that you're connecting with people and not just an initial connection point through an ICSE event or a phone call or an email, but making sure that there's true follow-up to that. Uh, people like to do business with people that they know and they trust, and you do that through building a rapport, and it's not something that happens overnight. You know, we can give the example of ourselves. You know, I've known you for for years, but the first time I met you, I would, you know, we weren't instantly friends and having this conversation. So I think really putting some time and effort into growing your network uh, then helps you as you're growing into the leadership role. That's intentionality. Let, let's go back and, and go through those one by one a, l- a little bit more, if that's okay. So the first one you said was sure. was honesty. And you know, I got to think that, you know, sometimes, you know, honesty is easy and sometimes it's hard because it's painful, right? Like, you know, talking about uh, confronting a person that's underperforming or talking about an asset that's underperforming or a tenant that's underperforming. Like there's hard conversations. And I I talk about that if we want to have intimate, intimate relationships, there has to be some level of confrontation with truth. And that's, that can be hard. Um, but I don't, I can't remember a time that I, I regret telling the truth. Right. Um, so is that, never, is that and you'll that, never not well. sleep at night by not telling the truth. Right. Like that's how I, I, you know, I always tell myself like, this is hard. This is a hard conversation, but you will be so much better after you have it. Right. Right. And we can always think about uh tone of voice and delivery styles and things like that. But and then I think the flip side of that is like hearing honesty, right? Like one part of it's delivering it. The other part is like <laughs> hear, hearing it, you know, and, you know, if somebody has a bad experience with your company, I, I've been around humans who I, I, their, their collective policies to dismiss and deny like, Oh, that didn't happen. Oh, they're like, whatever. And it's like, guys, that's not helpful. Sometimes you just got to listen. And, and, and sometimes if you don't even know what to do, you can just respond with, Hey, I don't know what to do. What, what can I do to help make this better? Is that correct? Correct. Absolutely. So, and then you talked about being a, a, a doer and it's like, you know, pardon me when I hear you say that, it's like about having energy and showing up and just getting stuff done. Right. And some people don't really exactly. totally understand that concept, but, but you're somebody, it's like, you got to come in, get to work and jump on stuff and make it happen. Is that, is that what you mean? A hundred percent. So a lot of times right now we're getting the, well, I want to work from home or I want to go do this or there's many of many of things that are said, but if you show up and you participate, you get noticed. I mean, that is human nature. Like you've got to be in front of somebody to be noticed and to be able to take on those next steps. The leader that you're following needs to know that you can do it. So you have to be present. You have to show them. You almost have to be one step ahead of them. Uh, so by by being around them and emulating their behaviors and you know following in their footsteps, they will then you know, feel more comfortable and the timing may pick up if they know that you can do it. You know, in my experience in working with college students, there's a big group of people that don't want to work with college students. They just don't care or that there's that. Then there's people that want to work with college students for really the wrong reasons, right? Like, some of them, it's ego. They want to talk down or feel like a big deal, whatever. And then there's people who like sincerely are wonderful with college students. And that's you, Nicole. You are one of those people that, you know, when I think about you, it's like the trust of like saying, hey, here's a group of students, talk to them. You know, you want to really, really good that that person's not going to 
just do a commercial or self-serve, but they're, they're pouring in because you do a lot of that. And when you're pouring in these kids, some of them, you know, they obviously may become, go work for a company, become a client of yours, but they may go work for your competitor. And, and to have that ethos within you of like, Hey, I'm going to volunteer and serve. Um, you're doing that for all the right reasons and, and it benefits you back. Right. It does. It's really interesting. You say that I've actually had a lot of them go to competitors, but they still remain in contact. And by competitors, actually an advantage for me and, and for them that we can still have this open line of communication and connect with each other. And I've had some very difficult conversations, you know, going back to the point of honesty, had some very difficult conversations with students that are graduating looking for a job and I'm having to tell them, you know, maybe their expectations are, you know, through the roof, so, you know, out of the 20 bullet points of things that they want to do, they may not get all 20 in their very first job. So, you know, having that honest conversation with them, but then what happens is they usually find something that is the right fit. And then we're able to connect and continue our relationship on. Well, I want to say this next point uh, to, for the audience, because I'm going to hear this, is that, you know, I don't think, Nicole, you and I have ever done a deal together directly. And yet um, I, feel, no. I feel very positive about you. And when I think, well, why do I, why do I like Nicole so much? We never made any money together. And the reason why is, is that I've always <laughs> heard good things about you, like mutual friends who have been like, oh man, she's awesome. And so I've heard good things. And then I've seen good things like when I've, I've, I've literally looked at you watching you mentor students and I'm like, oh, I like her. I think good things. And so, you know, then, then you and I were talking and I asked you to be in the podcast. And so, and, and I got, by the way, I hope it's good. Promote your company, promote you. But in my brain, it's like, it's your, it's all these other things, not money that's helped build your brand. And that helps attract uh, employees and attracts uh, customers as well. Right. So it's not a direct line. It's, your overall ethos that's helped you build what you're trying to build. Well, thank you. And, and I, I do, I will say, you know, someone mentioned to me yesterday, they're like, we really love this business. I'm so happy, you know, that I'm working with you and, you know, all the positive things about our business. And I said, you know what? I still wake up every single day loving what I do. And it's, it really is. It's the people I don't necessarily deal make every day anymore. I'm involved with our, you know, our tenant clients and our tenant representatives. Uh, but it truly, the people of this business help me wake up every single morning and I'm happy to do it. And I'm happy to go into the office and spend time with our team and other, you know, clients and such and people like yourself. It's, it's still very, very fun for me. And that's what I want to show um, our next generations coming into this business is it is a fun place. It's, you know, have fun, make money. It's, you know, it's a lot of just good people who want to place make and bring new clients to their cities and just make their communities better. But really for me, it is the people of this business. Well, and, um, we got to wrap up, but, um, you experienced a loss recently. I experienced a loss recently and we share that. Right. And that's an industry thing. And, um, that's to your point, like there's lots of deals, but some, you know, we lose people throughout, you know, seasons of life. And there's a lot of reflection on that. The relationships are a lot bigger than the money that was ever made, you know? Um, 
So 100,000%. (laughs) Well, uh, Nicole, uh, thank you for being on the show and thank you for being you. You make the industry better. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and then Mike and I will be back for our final segment. So thank you, Nicole. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally to serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day to day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Once again, here's John Crossman. All right, we're back here for a final segment. Mike, how are you, sir? I am doing great, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good, and... uh Nicole Popovics, man, wasn't that interesting? It, very interesting. And, you know, just, again, seeing the amount of people you deal with and know <laughs> all over the country, man, it's pretty cool. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like, I mean, in, in different eras of our career, Nicole and I have been competitors in, in some aspects. And then now now not not really. You know, much more complimentary now today. But I have, like her. I respect her. Um, and, again, when I think about it, I loved how she described the importance of being a doer. And I think that's what I like about her. She's mm-hmm. a doer. She gets stuff done. She gets her yeah. job done and she does things for the industry and you can count on her. Right. Right. Like you can count on her that she's going to, she's going to put the ball in the end zone. Right. You know, people who care deeply, John, that is a real advantage at any level in the business spectrum. But when they care, like she cares about every aspect, people included, that really makes a difference. I uh, was, somebody was talking the other day and they, they were in a group and they were talking about how if you're being critical, you really need to have a right to be critical and you got to say all these positive things being critical. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, but you know, if you go too far with that, you don't tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell the truth, you're not addressing what is the real issue going on. Yeah. And so Nicole, you know, her first thing was about honesty and honesty seems sort of obvious and easy, except when it's not, you know, and, and, and I, and I, t- <laughs> I don't mean, I don't, I don't interact with a ton of people in my world I think are dishonest, but I think that that doesn't mean that they're honest, right? There's a difference between people who are purposely lying or twisting Mm -hmm. the truth, but there's also people like era of omission, like they're just not saying everything. They're holding back a little bit and that little bit feels like uh, it's dishonest when when they are. Yeah, but the reverse is true too. It's like, you know, um, I always talk about our relationship and what I joy about is you're honest with me. And 
Um, and we don't always agree, right? We don't always agree. I, I would agree. You know, yeah. And uh, uh, but you know, you're honest with me, and and I I need that. I need that in my life. I the older I get, the more I appreciate frontal assaults. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I'd rather be dealing with what's right in front of me as opposed to like wondering what's going on. It's those things that bite you from the rear when you don't see it coming. Oh yeah, that really hurts a lot. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Or if you think you have a close relationship with somebody and then you come to find out they never told you something yeah. or confronted and you're like, uh, we're not as, we're not as close as I thought we were. Yeah. And that, that's, that's tough. So there's one other thing I noticed about her mm. and that is that not only is she excelling in, in business, which obviously she does, but she also cares about the people with whom she works and right. alongside and, and you both lost someone that you mutually knew and the impact of losing that really affects not only this meeting that we had on the phone, but also just her whole day. You can tell it affects her. Yeah. Well, that goes back to, it's like, you know, somebody that we both do business with, I'm going to see her next week in New York. And, you know, I said that, I said, let's yeah. see and give you a hug. And, and I mean that. And so again, it comes to the humanity component of like, we both experience loss um, on the same subject. And we can, we can have that moment of humanity of just yeah. dealing with that. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks for always being on the journey here with me. Yeah, it's been and a fun journey, man. No, no. Uh, once again, Nicole, uh, super job and uh, great to have her on the show. So until next time, this has been the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. This has been the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.